0: Yo, what's going on, everybody, and welcome into the post 2020 2021 NBA season recap of the JP Hoops podcast. We have a lot to get into. The Milwaukee Bucks are your 2021 NBA champions. Giannis Antetokounmpo is now the face of the NBA. Chris Paul is now in a horrible position to ever win a championship in his illustrious NBA career. And we'll also get some Team USA stuff as well. But first, let's send a congratulation to the Bucks, to Giannis. What an amazing season. And let's also give a shout out to the Booked Sports app. If you've been betting on basketball throughout the entire 2021 season, you have to give a big thanks to the Book It Sports app, or if you didn't use the Book It Sports app, what are you doing? Football season right around the corner, you're going to have people talking about all things Olympics, all things baseball, up until September, and then when football comes around, man is it going to be a show. So go check out the Book It Sports app, download it through the App Store, through the Android Store, however you get your mobile phone apps, go check it out right now. So now let's get into the podcast. Let's get into all of my thoughts coming from this year's NBA playoffs, the NBA finals. Been moving around. I'm now located in New York City. It's been a big process getting here, getting into a space where I can record the podcast. And now I have a time to unload all of my thoughts as to what happened in this year's playoffs. So let's start with the Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo, who has now risen to the face of the NBA. 26 years old. When he was 24, he won the NBA MVP. When he was 25, he won the MVP and the Defensive Player of the Year. But what is one thing NBA critics have put against Giannis In his quest to become one of the greatest players of all time. He can't get it done in the big stage. He flamed out in the conference finals to Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors in 2019. And last year in a gentleman's sweep in the second round to the Miami Heat. And what did Giannis do this year to change everybody's mind? He didn't let the pressure get to him. He didn't care what people were saying about him. He didn't care that it wasn't the MVP of the league being the most important player in the last two minutes for his own team. He willingly gave that role to Chris Middleton. He just sat back, worked in the gym, worked on everything that was subpar to his game and made it all excellent. And you know... Throughout this postseason, first round obviously cruises to a four-game sweep of the Miami Heat. And then the biggest challenge of them all, the Brooklyn Nets, the big, bad Brooklyn Nets, the favorites to win the NBA championship. He wins in Brooklyn in Game 7. First road game one of that entire series, he takes against Brooklyn. Against Kevin Durant who put on an all-time performance in that series. Gets through Then it should have been the Philadelphia 76ers, wound up being the red-hot Atlanta Hawks. Giannis looks like he really injures his leg, comes back a game later after sitting out the remainder of that game and the next game, closes out that series against the Hawks, and looks like he's not even injured when playing the Phoenix Suns, and he put on an all-time display in the NBA Finals, averaging over 35 points per game, over 13 rebounds per game, led these series in points, rebounds, steals, and blocks. And how does he top it all off? A 50-piece McNugget in Game 6 in front of the home crowd in front of the Deer District of 65,000 people in a close game. The, the Suns were not letting the Bucks get this win easily. And he just took over the game. And when I say he doesn't care about the criticism, he just wants to get better. What is the one thing we said about Giannis throughout the postseason that was going to be his Achilles heel? It was a free throw shooting. He was shooting around, I believe it was 45% throughout the postseason from the line. Definitely the one glaring weakness in his game. He went 16 of 18 from the free throw line in game six. 16 of 18, he had more free throws in the game than he had field goals. And it wasn't a bad thing for him to go to the line anymore. The Suns, after seeing him throughout the postseason, seeing him for five games through this series, said, look, if Giannis gets the ball, we have no other choice but to foul him because he is going to score any other way. And in Game 6, when it mattered the most, when a couple missed free throws could have determined the outcome of the game, whenever Giannis went to the line, he was composed, he was cool, He stuck to his routine, and he was remarkable, picking up 16 points from the free throw line. That is absurd. And look, I was a big critic of Giannis and what he could do in the postseason. I have been one of these talking heads that have said he needs a guy in order for him to win an NBA championship. Not Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton, and I'll get to him in a minute because he deserves his flowers. But he needed someone better than Chris Middleton. He needed another top 15 player in the league who can shoulder that responsibility at the end of games and in the postseason. And Giannis took that responsibility and ran with it. He was the most unstoppable player throughout the postseason. DeAndre Ayton, we were praising him for the work he did against Anthony Davis in the first round. What he did against Nikola Jokic in the second against Denver. And then even in the Western Conference Finals, he was one of the best players on the floor for Phoenix. And Giannis made him look like he was four feet tall. Just absolutely bullied through him, outplayed him in every facet, grabbed every rebound, was a monster on the boards. He made DeAndre Ayton look small, like it was his first Rodeo, which it was. Aiton was playing out of his mind throughout the Western Conference playoffs. But when it comes to the NBA Finals, there is no young player ready for that stage. And Giannis has been through the ringer. A couple of heartbreaking losses in the postseason. It was just his time. So kudos to him. And now, let's look at it in terms of the bigger picture. Because obviously he was the Finals MVP. Obviously now... He has quieted the people down who said he could not win a championship in Milwaukee. We're at a point now where, with winning this championship, Giannis is not only the league's best player, but also the face of this league. Think about it. He's only 26 years old, has two MVPs, a finals MVP, an NBA championship, and a defensive player of the year. LeBron James never won an NBA Finals before the age of 26. Michael Jordan never won an NBA Finals before the age of 26. It's all just a unique circumstance. And yes, it fits with Giannis because he is a unique player. He isn't the best shooter in the world. He's not a big finesse guy. He wows people with his power... With his body, with his will to win, with his passion for the game, with his energy on the court. He doesn't have, not to say he's not skilled, but when you talk about basketball skill, that includes ball handling, that includes shooting, that includes, you know, making people miss. He doesn't necessarily have all of those attributes, but he's seven feet tall. 245 pounds of pure, pure muscle. And he just outruns everybody on the court. He had five blocks in game six yesterday. Just absolutely swatting every single shot in his path. And that wasn't because he, you know, calculated the ball the right way and was necessarily in all the right spots. No, that's because he. Bust his ass down the court and made those plays happen. That is what Giannis does. That is why he's special. He's the hardest worker on the floor, even though he is widely known as the best player. And with him now kind of taking over as this best player in the league, I think it's him and KD. KD is obviously you know a top 15 player ever, probably the best scorer in the NBA, but KD could not do what Giannis did in this NBA Finals. He's not playing that type of defense. He's not getting up and down the floor, let alone with the horrific-looking knee injury that it seemed like Giannis, you know, suffered in the Eastern Conference Finals. It just doesn't really make sense. Giannis is not like most human beings. And when you talk about the structure of the NBA what has it been since the Golden State Warriors first NBA championship in 2015 you got to go somewhere you got to create your own team go to a market where you can get players to win and then that is the path to an NBA championship Giannis signed this max extension with Milwaukee before the season started And I thought that he was never going to win an NBA championship. I'll be honest with that. And I think a lot of people thought the same thing. And the big selling point on that was, well, we traded for Drew Holiday. That turned out pretty damn well. And I think there's a lot of people who watch basketball that looked at the contract that the Milwaukee was taking on and the assets that they gave up and said, well, All this just to finish behind the Nets and the Sixers, maybe even the Miami Heat. But it all came to fruition because Giannis, unlike a Kawhi, is a vocal leader, the hardest working player on the floor, has zero excuses for when he puts up a dud. Zero. And granted, he didn't put up a dud in this NBA finals, he was terrific. Night in and night out, capped off with a 50-point performance in Game 6. The first ever 50-point performance in a closeout game in NBA Finals history to get the Milwaukee Bucks their first championship since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Oscar Robinson were running the show. That was about, what, 50, 60 years ago now? Incredible. Incredible story for Giannis, who... Obviously has this insane backstory, grew up in Greece, in poverty. He got to win this championship with his brother the year after. His other brother, Kostas, won with the Lakers last year. It's insane. And Giannis has now set this precedent in the league where you don't have to go to a major market and recruit players to form a super team to win a championship. Chris Middleton and Giannis have been on this ride their entire careers. And yes, they added a Drew Holiday and a P.J. Tucker and a Bobby Portis to kind of make it all work. But they were all assets that the Bucs traded for. They didn't recruit anybody to Milwaukee. No one wanted to go to Milwaukee to play. Especially with Giannis, who at times rubs other NBA players the wrong way. Remember when James Harden said, I wish I could be seven feet tall and dunk all the time. People don't give Giannis the same respect that other NBA players get because like I said before, there's a skill gap and the skill gap is valid because people aren't blessed with the body that Giannis has, but also people could get in the weight room with Giannis as well. It's not like he just became this big, strong monster. Look at when he came into the league eight years ago. Skinny kid. Less than 200 pounds at seven feet tall. And then he just went into the weight room every single day. And look how he seems to be now. He is ripped. His arms, his shoulders, just absolute man rocket. He is doing things that these other superstars aren't willing to do in order to win a championship. And the Bucks front office deserves so much credit because this is the prime example of how you build around a superstar. You get a player here that can do this, a point guard who could defend, and every other night give you a 20-point performance. You need an aggressor like P.J. Tucker, who could nag the other other team's best player, grab some rebounds, and, and hit a couple of threes. A guy like Bobby Portis, who could come off the bench and give you a few points when Giannis needs a breather every once in a while. You don't need to recruit every single star on the market. You just need to give your superstar enough pieces around him in order to compete. And then let your superstar take off. That's what Milwaukee did. That's why Giannis is so successful. And this is a championship team that a lot of NBA fans are going to get behind. Believe me. We have been so sick and tired on Twitter complaining about, Oh, Kevin Durant got these championships because he flooded to Golden State with Steph and Clay. Oh, LeBron James can't win without a super team. He goes to Miami with D-Wade and Bosh, then recruits Kevin Love to join Kyrie in Cleveland, then forces Anthony Davis over to the Lakers. What did Giannis do? Giannis just sat back, did his job, got better and better and better, year in, day in, game in. Let Chris Middleton develop alongside him. There's a very, very good player in this league. The front office said, all right, let's just get you a point guard, someone who could control the offense and keep the games close no matter what, Drew Holiday. That's it. That's all the Bucs did. That's all they needed to do. They didn't change their coach. They didn't necessarily change their starting lineup. They added, of course, Tucker and Holiday, but they still have Middleton. They still have Lopez. They still have Giannis. Pat Connaughton gets a lot of playing time, and now they're the champions of the National Basketball Association. Kudos to Giannis. Kudos to the Bucks. What an unbelievable NBA postseason. And now let's just do a quick Chris Middleton shout out. There's obviously people clamoring that, you know, Chris Middleton should have at least gotten MVP votes, right? For finals MVP. I mean, I wouldn't be upset if he got a vote or two. He was the closer in these games. Even in game six, he hit a great, I think it was a turnaround jump shot from the elbow, under a minute 30 left, and it put the Bucks up by six. That's how your closer is supposed to act. Calm, cool, collected, made his free throws when he got fouled on the other end. I think he hit four down the stretch. Beautiful. Over 24 points per game throughout the NBA Finals. That is what I said needed to happen for the Bucks to win. I think I had it at 25, but Chris Middleton, just over 24 points per game, and Giannis just being who he is, that results in great things for the Milwaukee Bucks. And now that entire city is going ballistic as they've been deprived from any sports championship for so long, I think, The last time the Packers won was 2010. And now Aaron Rodgers won out. So the Packers fans are devastated. At least now they get to hold on to the fact that the Milwaukee Bucks are now the golden standard of the NBA. So of course, with every winner, there's a loser. And I think no bigger loser in this situation than Chris Paul. So Chris Paul... And the Phoenix Suns had all the momentum in the world. They had everything going for them. They go through the Western Conference favorites in the Los Angeles Lakers. They beat them in six games. Then they go against the MVP of the league in Nicole Jokic. And they sweep them. Then, oh, look at this, the Clippers. The team that was supposed to win the title last year. And then the NBA Finals start. First two games in Phoenix. And they go in, win pretty convincingly, doing the same type of game plan that has been working for them throughout the Western Conference playoffs. Swimmingly, up to 0 all the confidence in the entire world. And this is going to hurt one of my friends a lot, who, before the season started, had the Suns 25-1 to to win the NBA championship. And he could have hedged out after that game, too. And we all said, no, 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 all the Suns. The Suns have all this momentum in the world. They went away from their game plan. And a lot of that is because Chris Paul struggled. And he struggled wildly. He was the best player on the floor for the Phoenix Suns. The only... Phoenix Suns player with legitimate playoff experience. Dario Sarge, of course, gets hurt. Campaign never really in that role to be an adequate player for the NBA playoffs. They've, they've been there, but they haven't necessarily done anything. Jay Crowder had two finals appearances. He was a big part of the team. But Chris Paul, the veteran, been in the league for 16 years now, has his chance. And he folded. He deferred to Devin Booker, this young 24-year-old kid, to be the leader of this team when he had no business being the leader because he wasn't the leader all season long. And it was all on Devin Booker, who is going to be a superstar in this league, is on that quest for greatness. But Chris Paul kind of shied away from the moment. He couldn't be the best player on a championship team. And now, where he's at in his career, 36 years old, what's next? Does he stay in Phoenix? Does he opt out of his contract and go to the Lakers or another team to get an opportunity to win an NBA championship? I don't know the answer to these questions, but I'll tell you this. The odds of Chris Paul winning an NBA championship Looked really good a week ago. And now, that could be something that haunts him for the rest of his career. That he never got to win the big one. And the opportunity was there for him. He had a two-game advantage on these Milwaukee Bucks. He had it in the bag. If they stayed with the same philosophy that was put forth throughout the Western Conference playoffs and in the first two games of the series... It would have happened. It would have been Chris Paul's finals MVP. And all of the doubt that he isn't one of the top five point guards of all time would have been put to bed. But what he did in his first NBA finals, people won't forget that. Because they had the opportunity to take this series for a ride. They had all the control, all the momentum in the world. And watched it all dissolve right in front of them. Really tough for Chris Paul. Someone who has been probably the second best point guard I've ever seen in my life. Behind Steph Curry. He couldn't do it in the big game. And Steph Curry, another guy who gets criticized for not necessarily performing to his standard in the NBA Finals. Well, he's a three-time NBA champion. Chris Paul still trophy-less in the NBA playoffs. All right, so that pretty much covers all things for the NBA Finals. The Bucks are now the team to beat. They are en route to creating this dynasty in Milwaukee. I still think next year, after what has been a crazy injury-riddled postseason, that the Brooklyn Nets have a awesome chance to win next year. And they will be the favorites in the Eastern Conference. But assuming the Bucks keep everything intact, which they have Middleton under contract, Giannis under contract, Drew Holiday under contract, they're in a miraculous position to compete with Brooklyn for all things to go in the future, next year. And then the Western Conference, who the hell knows? Does Anthony Davis come back? Where does Damian Lillard go? Where does Chris Paul go? What are the Suns going to do? Is Devin Booker going to extend? There are a lot of questions that we will answer throughout the offseason. But as of right now, no news yet. So before we wrap things up, after breaking down these NBA Finals, let's take a look at Team USA. The Olympics starting up this week. And the big story coming out of Tokyo is that Team USA... Not up to the standard that we thought. They lose a couple games to Nigeria and to Australia, two countries with NBA talent on them, but not chock full of NBA talent. I mean, Patty Mills turns into Steph Curry whenever he plays for Australia. Nigeria has Precious Achubu and Gabe Vincent, a couple of Miami Heat players. Still, they don't have any business losing to these teams. And now we have Devin Booker, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, all going to be joining the team. And uh, Kevin Love and Bradley Beal, now off the squad because of COVID. They're getting JaVale McGee, which is quite frankly hilarious. And Keldon Johnson, decent young player for the Spurs, who did pretty well in the team's first game with them against Argentina. I'm not worried about Team USA. And it's going to be the only basketball going on other than, you know, the the crazy offseason stuff like the trades and free agency and the NBA draft, which is next Thursday. But when it comes to Team USA, they have no business losing to anybody in Tokyo. And it would be an embarrassment if they did. Damian Lillard, top two point guard in the league. They're now getting Devin Booker. Who would have been the Finals MVP if the Suns were able to win Game 6 and Game 7. Because he was absolutely magnificent. He is going to be a superstar. Jason Tatum, another young star. Kevin Durant, top two player in the league along with Giannis now. Bam Adebayo, great player on the Miami Heat. This team needs to win a gold in the Olympics. And there is now a lot of discussion around the international sense of basketball. I mean, we just had a European player who also had roots in Africa win the finals MVP, the NBA championship. We also have a young international sensation in Luka Doncic, who is a top five, if not top five, top ten player in the league playing for Slovenia. Giannis was supposed to play with Greece in the Olympics. I don't know what the status is with that because he's clearly injured from what happened against the Hawks, that leg injury, and he just carried his team to an NBA championship. He's exhausted. So who knows what his status is. But with the growing international presence of basketball throughout the planet, And there's NBA players seemingly on every single roster now. The United States created this great game. And they have the best league in the planet for basketball. All of these international sensations come to the United States for the best basketball competition. And the United States has the best basketball players. Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard. Devin Booker. There is no excuse for this team to not win the gold. And I am not worried about that happening despite the couple of losses. And then they, you know, obviously bounce back. They beat Spain. They beat Argentina. All is good and well in the kingdom. But I still think that there is no excuse for this team not to win the gold. I'm not even knocking them for the losses to Nigeria and Australia. Because they were warm-up games. They're getting their chemistry together. Uh, I believe the games were in Vegas. So, you know, maybe a a little party here. A little drinking there. And they come into the game. A little hungover. Who really knows? But now you're in Tokyo. And you need to gear up for some real competition. And I think they're going to be fine. I don't anticipate them losing a game. If they do lose, it's going to be a problem. It'll definitely mean that the power of, I guess, superiority in this game, that the United States created this great game and has worked on developing all this talent more than in any other sport except maybe football. And if they're able to give that power up to another nation, that just proves that the international talent in this league And in this world, when it comes to basketball, is so superior and it's starting to shine over the United States. It is important that they win. Because everyone's going to be watching this year's Olympics. They were supposed to be last year, got pushed to this year because of COVID. Everyone is starving for something to watch. And we're going to be watching this team. So we need to see... The United States brings something home for us Americans to be proud of. And that's not an exaggeration. It needs to happen. All right, we have a lot of other things that I need to break down of what happened over the last month. So many coaching changes. Uh, The Damian Lillard situation is super interesting. We'll break that all down. I'll have a podcast coming out on Monday, and we're going to keep this train going. Had a lot of complications, been moving, been seeing things, been traveling, had computer issues. But regardless, we have crowned an NBA champion. I'm reporting to you about 12 hours after the champion was crowned. And let's get into it. This is the JP Hoops podcast. To whoever's still listening, I appreciate y'all. And I'll talk to you next time.